0: what's up y'all and welcome back to y'all know it by now never die it is episode five already and i am just y'all know it i am super excited to talk about cobra kai as always and i'm joined here tonight by my best friend cole and how are you doing tonight my binary brother pretty good Uh,
1: welcome back
0: Welcome back, everybody, and yes, you can feel it in the air. This was a special episode, you guys. We had a pretty crazy one last time. In the last episode, y'all, we were introduced to Johnny's son, Robbie. Robin Robbie, y'all remember him, and he was out there scamming, doing some stuff, and then Miguel has been having some problems with Carmen. She does not like Johnny, of course, because of all that stuff that happened. She doesn't want him fighting, and Sam finally broke it off with Kyler. There was a big bust up between Johnny and Robbie at the house, and then Tom Cole was doing his advertising, y'all. Y'all remember the boba? Cole, do you need a boba tonight?
1: No, thank you.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, that's okay. It was it was a pretty good episode, man. It was a pretty good episode. They did finally clear the billboard. But then he found out that hey, it was it was not Tom Cole that did the billboard. It was his longtime rival Johnny Lawrence, and that's where we left it, man. What do you think about that? It was Johnny.
1: Yeah, it was good. Like, well, yeah, Johnny. Uh, Johnny drew the dick on his face.
0: He totally did. He totally did. And there will be some repercussions from that. But y'all, tonight is a special one. Like I said, episode five halfway through the first season already, and it is counterbalance. Now, y'all, counterbalance, you know, they they named these episodes for a reason, and counterbalance is a noun, is a weight that balances another weight. So, what do you think about counterbalance, Cole?
1: When it comes to this show, it's probably really all about, I mean, it's all about duality. You got you know, good, good, bad. You know, it's like yin-yang, you know, whole thing kind of going on. Yeah. Uh, and maintaining the balance. And sometimes the bad's not always, you know, sometimes the bad can be good. Sometimes the good can be bad, I guess, you know. It it, it mixes it a little bit. There's a gray area there, you know, too. So it's all about maintaining that. All about maintaining that.
0: Yes, there's it's it's all about the balance, you know. But sometimes you need a, a like a counterweight to bring you back up. You know something separate so it wasn't just titled balance you know it's it's you have to have a counterweight so that's an interesting thing that they named it okay yeah to start this episode y'all we have a shot of Reseda Heights and that's where Miguel lives. he's in his room I have to be honest with you guys the song that plays in this scene is my ringtone I mean it is an awesome <laughs> song okay So he's waking up. You know, he wants to train. Are you ready to train, Cole? Are you ready to do this? Yeah. You're ready to get into this episode. I am totally ready to get in. So we are waking up in Miguel's room and we are training. And we have a a great training montage. You know, I love the montages in this
1: show. What uh what song did he have there? What song was he listening to?
0: So it was uh, it's actually I think it's just a song that they created for this show, you know, with the okay. sense. Yeah, it's not it's not a straight up song, but gotcha, it's, gotcha. it's a really great workout type song Man, it really gets me going and lets me know that I need to answer the phone. <laughs> uh we have this great training montage, you know, Johnny has him blocking baseballs from a pitching machine, man. All right. So he's got him, you know. He's got him in a headlock. He says, "What do you you know? What do cobras do?" And Miguel just tries to tap, tap
1: out. (laughs) Yeah, so there's no, there's no tapping in karate.
0: (laughs) Exactly, right. And it moves on to some really good sparring scenes between Miguel and Johnny. I mean, it's just Miguel and Johnny in the dojo right now.
1: Yeah, he's doing like some, uh, like body conditioning, I guess, pretty much. You know,
0: body conditioning, getting him ready and. He's it's a lot of one on one training, okay, because that's it. And it's that's one of the reasons Miguel becomes so good because Johnny's able to focus all of that. Yeah, all the he's just unloading all these Cobra Kai philosophies and training fighting techniques into one person. So it's, I mean, who like who gets that type of treatment? You know, not very much. So you can see him getting better. You can see him, he's training not only at the dojo, right? He's running at home.
1: Yeah, he was doing push-ups in his room.
0: Yeah, on his knuckles. Yeah. Yeah, That's the way you do it in Cobra Kai. Now stop yapping like a little girl and give me 50 push-ups on your knuckles. And Miguel, yeah, he's getting better at the... I love this montage, you know. He's getting better at the sparring. He's starting to fight back at Johnny a little bit, but he's still getting his ass kicked most of the time by Johnny. If you really look at these scenes, he's starting to block the baseballs as well. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. And towards the end of the montage, he actually he's actually able to slither out of the headlock, y'all. He asked him, what do Cobras do? Slither.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's, one, that's a big moment. He's able to get out of the grapple, okay? And then towards the end of the montage, Miguel actually like, pushes off of him and was able to get free. And he actually sweeps the leg on Johnny. Dude, did you notice that?
1: Oh, uh, he did, yeah.
0: He, he did a leg sweep, yeah, to get him down on the ground that was cool man but then like so miguel's like winning but johnny hits the pitching machine button you know and gets him (laughs) from on the from on the ground you know that's not fair That's not fair says miguel but johnny turns this into a lesson yep you know he says your enemies will not always play by the rules you know this this could have been you know the buddy coming in from behind you
1: yeah exactly
0: so Miguel got hit in the ear with the <laughs> he got hit right in the ear by that. And uh Johnny takes a look at it, man, and uh but it looked bad, right?
1: Yeah, he's got like the color like a boxing like cauliflower ear going on there.
0: Dude, it got him bad, but wait, do you remember what Johnny told him?
1: uh. <laughs> i can't i can't remember what he said there
0: he said uh yeah johnny took a look at it and said don't yeah just don't be a baby <laughs> it looked it looked bad it looked pretty bad yeah, to it, me. Did. it looked, it looked yeah. pretty bad yeah so right at that moment the yoga people show up
1: <laughs> yeah they, she's like I, she said you know, like we have to change the energy in here or whatever we
0: have to change the energy totally it's like the complete opposite
1: <laughs> they put on like the hippie music and all that yeah the
0: <laughs> yeah, this could be the counterbalance, right? Maybe not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Johnny is subletting the dojo to help pay the bills because Miguel's the only student right now, like we said. And like you said, Cole—they're messing with the energy. They're coming with the music and the incense. You know, they put a big "Love Is Here" Namaste banner over the <laughs> over the strike first and <laughs> stuff. Yeah, uh, so funny. So then we actually get the Cobra Kai title screen. It actually, happens with like the meditating music and stuff. It's really funny. That was a good scene. Do you have anything to say else about that scene, Cole?
1: It's uh, cool to see, cool to see Miguel improving. You know, and yeah, the uh, pitching, the pitching machine thing was pretty funny. But yeah, like you said, he's teaching him uh, not not lessons just to learn against competing, but it, how to apply karate in real life situations if you ever had to. And that's like like you said, that's why I taught him. You can't expect your enemies to always play by the rules.
0: Well said. Well said. Yeah, those teachings. He's, he's, he's un- unloading all that Cobra Kai stuff with Miguel right now, and Miguel is really picking up on it. So He's a good student. In the next scene, we are at the Encino Oaks Country Club. Daniel's having lobster dinner with Armand, and Armand is the local like property owner. In the area. And, yeah, uh, he's
1: like a landlord for all the, the commercial businesses there.
0: That's right. And uh, he's a really funny actor. I like that guy a lot. And, but his membership was revoked, you know?
1: Yeah, that's the guy that was on Borat, I think, right? Wouldn't he? Uh,
0: I think so, actually. So yeah. it's so great that he brought him <laughs> in here. He actually, t- he actually really showed some acting chops, i must yeah. say. So well done, sir. But his <laughs> membership was revoked you remember what it was for you know they were walking so then daniel's like hey you know that's why you walk around with flip-flops in the shower you know because i guess our mom oh
1: yeah because he said he pees in the shower yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so daniel's trying to butter him up right uh, literally like they're eating lobster and there's butter there so but he's he's doing this scheme to try to raise the rent on the cobra kai dojo on johnny to get him out of business, you know, he said, not in my town, Cole, remember?
1: Yeah, yep.
0: So, that's his scheme.
1: Yeah, he's trying to force Johnny out of out of business, pretty much.
0: Yeah, he's using his business leverage, his money. So, Amanda is with Sam, and they're at the buffet, y'all. And Amanda says, you know, I thought you'd be with your friends tonight. But Sam says, you know, Yaz... You know, the Yaz and the Co, you know, all the popular kids, you know, they're not returning their texts now because of this Ky- the Kyler stuff. Yeah. They went to this big concert with Outer, and Sam is um, not feeling great about that, feeling a little bit left out, of course, and it's all because of Kyler. Okay, not cool, right? Rumors. Kyler's a jerk. Kyler is a jerk. So, But Anthony's over there with Armand's kid, right? And they're talking, and he's like, my dad's rich you know, richer than your dad. <laughs> you can't beat the my dad knows karate and can kill your dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no coming back from that one.
1: <laughs> the kid didn't say anything after yeah, that.
0: Exactly. How can you? So Daniel wants first dibs that, uh, from Armand on any open properties in the Reseda area, right? So that's what he's asking for. He's kind of closing in on it. Armand says, you know, he's only got one strip mall there. And Daniel even mentions the karate, the karate dojo.
1: Yeah. Steak karate.
0: He's really, yeah. Yeah. Zeroing in (laughs) on it. And he's like, have you ever considered selling?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did he? What did Armand say? Like you? You scratch my balls. How, how you gonna? I, I scratch your balls. How are you gonna scratch my balls? That's
0: right. That's, that's not exactly the <laughs> he's, same. You know,
1: that's that's not, he's like. No, I don't think that's how that phrase goes. How that saying goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is kind of a, a scummy move from Daniel. You know, trying trying to, I guess, use his money to force Johnny out of business. So we see, you know, Daniel's not he's got some flaws you know he's not the best you know he's not always like good guy you know
0: exactly there's you know they're they're great characters nobody's perfect so the next scene is the keen apartment you know robbie's there this is a sad scene you know robbie's got some frozen pizzas and he wants to watch a movie with with his mom right and she is on the way out man she says she got some errands to run, but he presses her on, and she comes. She actually like lied to him and said she was doing errands, and she comes clean and says she was going out.
1: Yeah, he. I think he asked her, uh, "Well, are you oh, I'm surprised you're not hungover again, or something like that?"
0: Yeah, yeah, she knew it,
1: and she's like, "Yeah, okay, you, you, know, you called me out. I'm, I'm going on a date."
0: Exactly. She's trying to find a man and she even mentions like, she says like soon you're going to have your own life and you're going to be out of here. You know, she's already like thinking about him gone, you know, in a way. And so this is, this shows where Robbie is at in his home life. Okay. And I just wanted to like step away real quick and talk about Robbie a little bit and, and say, you know, he's doing some bad things at at the moment, you know, he's doing some criminal acts there's some drugs happening. He's acting out. And, and I was going to say, like, what were your thoughts on him? Do you think he's a bad kid?
1: Well, right now, uh, it, you know, it looks like he just has – he's got a rough home life. And he didn't really have any supervision. And he's kind of just kind of free to, you know, he's really kind of free to just do whatever he wants to do. And so, of course, him being, you know, he's just a young kid, doesn't really care about school. So, yeah, he's, you know, he's, I guess he's kind of product of his environment at this point is what it seems like, you know.
0: That is, that is well said.
1: Yeah, his mom, her excuse, for like, yeah, I'm going on a date because, I, I you know, I got to find, you know, how hard it has been for me to find a good man. Like, he's like, you know, just look at your father. And she starts talking trash about Johnny, you know, calls him a deadbeat or whatever. I think she mentioned to him that uh, Johnny was, he might be interested in having Robbie move in with him. And Robbie did seem kind of interested in it a little bit. You know, it kind of seemed like it did pique his interest. Uh, yeah, right now I just I wouldn't. You know, we yeah. Robbie may seem like a bad kid, but it it may just be could be because of his home life. You know, he's acting out because of that.
0: Oh, I would say that's a one hundred percent fact, my friend. You know, not only is he like left to do. You know, he doesn't have a lot of supervision or whatever, but he's actively being lied to by his mom. You know, the relationship with Johnny, they are not liking each other. Remember, he he doesn't even care. Yeah. That was such a big moment last time. He even said, I don't care. So yeah, Robbie's acting out and yeah, I think he said product of his environment. I think that covers it completely. Yeah, she uh, she did mention that Johnny wanted him to move in potentially. Uh, she said it is because some reason to try to get out of child support, of course. Yeah, right?
1: but then you you saw Robbie. He he kind of like thought about it for a second. He's like, huh, really?
0: Oh yeah, he's looking for anything at this moment, in my opinion. Yeah, he's lo- he's he needs it. Uh, he's looking for love so hard because on the way out, she says bye. And he's like he almost tried to say like I love you, and she didn't even say it, dude. On the way out, if you noticed, like, he says, like, love you. I mean, like, he he didn't, he's looking for love so hard, okay? That is where Robbie's at. I'm trying to show.
1: It's like even, a, even his own parents don't seem to care about him, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and, and there's no love. There's exactly. no love. There's not, not a lot of love. You know, Janet's taking care of him, but, I mean. Barely. The, the The writers did that for a reason, okay? When he tried to say, I love you, and she did not say, she she was on the way out, you know? so he the, the point i'm trying to make is yeah he's a bad kid but really he's acting out he's just looking for love y'all that's what it's all about i don't know what it's all about so the next scene we are at the cobra kai dojo here's another tenant of cobra kai you guys johnny is teaching miguel how to strike hard and cole what are your feelings on striking Hard. What does that mean to you?
1: I think it means, uh, to give something your all, you know, give it your, all. whatever you're doing, just put, put your whole self into it. Don't, don't, uh, don't wuss out on it. You know, don't, don't go half-assed on it. Do it all the way.
0: Yep. 100% don't half-ass it, you know, try as hard as you can in any of your endeavors. You know, if you want to during a job or any projects that you have, you know, any relationships that you have, give it your all. But also in karate, the karate part of that means to use all of your strength and your attack. Yes. Don't just throw out like half punches and stuff. You want to be a powerful fighter and you want to dominate your opponent. Yes. Strike hard. When you strike first, that's the first thing but then you have to strike hard and you got to strike almost as hard as you can. Yeah. Do it all the way fighting of course, but also give it your all. So he's in the middle of doing that. And we hear the door open and Aisha is there. Love this. Johnny says, uh, you know, thank you for coming, but there are no girls in Cobra Kai. (laughs) (laughs) It's because of the same reason there are no girls in the army. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. (laughs) (laughs) That was his reasoning, you know? Totally, man. He's so out of touch, but it's hilarious. Uh, Miguel wants him to talk about it, though. He's like, hey, let's talk about it in the office. And I don't know if you noticed, but (laughs) so they're walking off the mat. I guess you're supposed to, like, bow to somebody when you leave the mat, I think. Yeah,
1: I noticed that they both did it.
0: No, yeah, they both did it, but Miguel did it first. It was like that's, that's right, he did. Johnny was just ready to walk off completely without doing it. And I think, you know, they showed Miguel doing it first, and then Johnny was like, Oh yeah, I guess we need to do it <laughs> yeah, for our girl yeah. too. <laughs> but Miguel says the reason that she's there is that she's getting bullied at school. That's why she's there.
1: And then also that her her dad's rich. Her
0: dad is rich. Yep. Um, not only that, but he was an NFL NFL linesman, I believe, is what he said. So she's got it in the blood. And also, they, they need the money. Come on. You know, we're going to sublet for the namaste forever. I, you know, we can't do that. So Johnny does decide to let her in. I think it was because, like you said, her father is rich. So he says, you can come in, but you can't act like a girl, though, right?
1: she's asking him well, how does a girl act
0: <laughs> yeah 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 so his answer was like yeah they're loud emotional they never let you finish a sentence and she says yeah i know some guys that and
1: then he goes Quiet! <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah he, then he cuts her off <laughs> mid-sentence <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so when they're talking <laughs> love it so while they're while they're talking, he's pacing it, pacing back and forth in front of her. I love that. He's like, yeah, starting to it's give like, her yeah, a It's speech. like Crease, like, like, like just Kreese like Crease. That's
1: what he would have done.
0: Do you remember what he was saying to her?
1: Um, yeah, they were talking about uh, b- uh being cyberbullied. And he's talking about how, like, back is they, you know, if, if you're gonna make fun of someone you did it to their face, uh, you showed respect.
0: <laughs> that's the right way to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he said that, uh, uh, he said that they're pussies for bullying online and spineless. He said they're spineless losers. I think is what he called them.
0: He called them geeks hiding behind their computers and they're spineless losers. So yeah. I just wanted to say everybody out there, you better think about that when you're writing reviews for this show. Okay. <laughs> think about that. You know, Johnny said it. So, yeah, no, she was talking about that cyber bullying Cole, you're hundred percent and they were doing it. And he was like, who, who are these people, And she said they're doing it anonymously, and she actually said that they tell her to kill herself.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's rough.
0: yeah, that is rough, and but dude, that is totally a thing online. I mean, this we were talking about that cyberbullying a few episodes ago, and it's a big deal, and people say really hateful things, and I mean, I don't have to tell everybody out there. y'all know what it is. Oh, yeah so it's great man because he's because after she tells him he says
1: oh my god a bunch of pussies
0: yep love that man totally
1: (laughs) classic johnny
0: classic johnny so he asks her but i do like this moment he asks her if she's afraid of them and she says no that's cool and she said i'm not i'm not afraid of them but i shall know who they are but then johnny says uh You'll be sending a message back to them now, but with your fist.
1: Yeah, and then she Uh smiled.
0: Yeah, that's great. What an initiation for Aisha. She is in Cobra Kai as well. So the next scene, we're in Daniel's office, y'all, and Daniel's trying to up the price with Armand still. So he's on the phone with Armand because Daniel's pressing him. He's saying that... He's dubious of the offer now because receipt is a bad area. Like, why would Daniel want to buy it? So it just doesn't seem right. But Daniel does inform him that he's not even charging market price for this place. But then that that just pushes Armand even further, and he says, no deal. But Armand does see the demand, and he's he does decide to raise the rent. So Daniel's plan worked, man. And I mean, how do you feel about what he did his response do you think he's justified in doing that he's he's doing this in response to the
1: billboard no it's kind of i mean it's kind of slimy you know i mean it's uh, it's and also if he's uh if he's retaliating because of the billboard it's like way over the top compared to the billboard you know i mean i guess if he was gonna stoop that that level he should have you know defaced something on daniel i mean on johnny's property or something you know but but he's going. He's going. He's going. He's going above that. And he's going He just wants to like have Johnny uh, thrown out completely, pretty much.
0: He's going pretty far. Uh, yeah, I think he is too. Even though I think he may be doing it for the right reasons, this is not the right way to go about it.
1: But you know, right, right to who, Daniel?
0: Yeah, he doesn't want the spread of Cobra Kai, of course. You know, he's just trying to like nip it in the bud, kind of a thing. I feel like. But this is not the right way to go about it, in my opinion. I love this next scene, though, you guys. We are, I guess we're at some parking lot that's near Cobra Kai because Homeless Lynn is lurking around. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Yaz and Moon, they're smoking some weed in the car.
1: I think her sign just said, Give me money. Give me money.
0: So yes, uh, she is in the parking lot and Yaz and Moon are there as well. They're smoking some weed. Moon mentioned she got the weed from her mom and it, because it has lower <laughs> calories. <laughs> the weed has it's lower calories. Very California thing to say, I feel like. So they're smoking it up and Homeless Lynn sees them, catches their eye, y'all. And yeah, she begins to ask for money. I love her. She's like, Creeping along the window. She's like touching yeah. the window with her fingers. God, I'm not gonna hurt <laughs> Yeah, that's great. They are trying to lock the doors, right? Like, and like, yeah, at that moment. Yeah, that's when Sam jumped in. In the back of the car, they screamed. Totally scared of them. And Moon, Moon said, uh, <laughs> we thought you were a poor person. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! So, but <laughs> so Sam finds her. She's asking him why they are avoiding her, right? You know, do you remember why and everything? They're, uh, the Kyler stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, she said that Kyler told them that she thinks she's better than they are, or something like that, and that she she went da- Something went down, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yucky. You know
1: what they're alluding to there? Yeah, that's yucky. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what Moon says. Yeah, she. Yeah, Kyler's making some rumors up. He's putting words in her mouth, saying that she said she's better than them. It's a total teenage thing to say, but that's what we're here for, folks.
1: Yeah, and also telling people that she did things to him that you know didn't didn't actually happen.
0: Exactly, trying to make himself look better, make her look worse.
1: And speaking of scummy, now that's that's scummy, dude.
0: I agree. I agree. He deserves his comeuppance. Moon wants to be friends still. She's more compassionate, but Yaz is, like, mean to Sam, you know? So Sam is out. She leaves.
1: Yeah, I told her to get out of the car. <laughs> I like how Sam let the door open, though. I get on, Sam, yeah,
0: for doing it. Yeah, that. they were scared. They freaked out. Like She might kill
1: us. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: poor in. people are out there. Yeah. <laughs> but the next one, y'all, we are at the Cobra Kai Dojo once again, and... Aisha's in there, man. She's got to learn how to fight somehow. So Johnny just pairs her, pairs her up with the Miguel and like they face off to each other. And Johnny just says, All right, show her everything you've learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Miguel's like, are you
0: sure what? Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. He's hesitant, you know. Uh, but he calls him out. You know, he, his argument is, you know, hey, you said women are the same, so just go. And he tells him, Yeah, give it all you got. Fight. He's like telling them to fight, man. It's so funny. Aisha says it's her first day. And then Johnny reminds her that your enemies won't wait until you're ready. And then that is important. You're not always going to be ready. And he says to beat them, you have to jump into the fire and face your fear. And that's that's some more Cobra Kai learnings there. And, yeah, he says fight. And the gong sound, there's a little gong sound there. I love that.
1: And then, yeah, yeah Miguel's
0: about, yeah, Miguel about to hit her.
1: He hesitated at first. He's like, you know, he wasn't... He's like, nah. And then, yeah, Johnny tells him to fight again. I think, I think Miguel apologizes first. He's like, I'm sorry for this. And then he just, like, kicks her out, and she, like, falls over pretty much.
0: Yeah, what was her response, though? Do you remember?
1: Well, he first off, he, like, walks over. He's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And then she just immediately gets up and, like pummels him
0: <laughs> yeah pummels him is a good word she like football yeah. tackled him she football exactly tackled like him.
1: yeah just like tackled him over he's down and i think uh she like knee dropped him
0: <laughs> she knee dropped him as well i like the knee drop because she might have watched some wrestling in her day yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then her dad was nfl so she, that's where i think she learned the football tackle from exactly. she's, she's got that so she's got the fight in her y'all she's a natural cobra says johnny perfect She's in. She can hit just as hard as Miguel looks like.
1: If not harder, maybe. If not
0: harder, hey. So at that moment, Johnny hears Armand, and I looked it up, y'all. The convenience store guy, I love him. His name is Nestor. It's a perfect name. So Armand and Nestor are in the convenience store they're arguing. You know, Johnny walks over there, what does he tell him real quick? You know, he says <laughs> He
1: said, What does he like keep it down? I'm trying to have I'm trying to run a karate dojo over here.
0: Yeah, right before that he said, <laughs> he he quieted him <laughs> and then he said, Yeah, I'm trying to run a karate dojo over here, but then Nestor says to Johnny, you know, Armand's doubling our rent. So what's happening, Cole?
1: Well, it's uh, Daniel's influence there
0: it's happening yes yeah you can see it and you can see it in johnny he doesn't really know what to do he's i mean he's got he doubled his students from one to two but that's not going to cover a double of the rent something's going to have to give so y'all at the keen apartment that's the next scene robbie's listening to heavy metal it's late night it could be later that night from earlier he's listening to some heavy metal and you know Kids at a young age, if you listen to heavy metal, you know you're like more on the you have like some anger issues, kind of. You have some issues, I feel like. If you're listening to heavy metal, <laughs> sometimes I feel like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that might be a I'm thing. I'm laughing
1: because I listen to metal and you know, been punk as a kid.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that could be a thing. So Robbie's listening to his heavy metal and with the headphones on, and he's he's looking at the Cobra Kai website. You know, he. Needs a parental figure so bad he's looking for it online right now. Could you imagine doing that?
1: yeah, he's reading about his own dad on on a website
0: on a website, and his mom is gone, so but she does come home, she stumbles home with some guy, you know, and I love it, like they're gonna have to have some dialogue as they stumble into her room, right, <laughs> and uh you know she's like teasing him and stuff and but he's like, hey, well, you gotta be an alpha to work at TPS biz repairs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that line as they go into her room. They like <laughs> fall into her room.
1: Yeah, she's like drunk, obviously, and like yeah. she drags him in there, drags him in there by his tie or whatever. Yeah, that was such a funny line. <laughs> Robbie just puts his headphones on. <sighs>
0: exactly. Right back into it. he doesn't want to hear it. That's why he wears the headphones. At the next scene, we are at the pawn shop, y'all. There's one in the shopping center and Lyle is the owner. Okay. Another great side character here. So Lyle's the shop owner. Johnny's, you know, he's trying to make up for this doubling of the rent. So he's, he's, he's in there pawning some, you know, what he's got and what, like, what would Johnny have, man, like to pawn? It's so funny. He's got, he's got a few items here. He's got some old playboys. Okay. Johnny would definitely have that. Um, (laughs) He's He's got an Atari, which he refers to as a Nintendo. He's completely (laughs) out of touch. Lyle's gonna take that. But he's also he's got some gold coins. Like that's the coup de gras. Like that's his big finale that he wants. And but Lyle looks at them and they are fake, man. He says he needs sixty thousand more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Basically, they're worthless.
0: Yeah, they're worthless. So Lyle declines the pawn. And Johnny goes back to the dojo from from the pawn shop and he goes to the mini fridge inside of the office, but it's empty. And we get this long camera shot from him walking from the Cobra Kai dojo office to the convenience store. And it's a long uncut shot. And I really like that because it it just showed like the whole mini mart, you know, it's yeah. all there. It did a great job with that camera shot. And while, because he's, he wants a little bit more beer, you know, he's, so he searches for, like, the, in the very back, there's one more. It's like he's, like, the only the one nice that buys it, probably. You know that he's the only one that buys that. <laughs> so there's one more left. Dude, who shows up?
1: Freaking Daniel.
0: Can you believe it, man? And he's on a victory lap. He wants to rub it. Not only has he raised the rent on him to try to put this guy out of business, he's going to come and rub it in his face.
1: See, Daniel, yeah, you know. He's not, always, he's not always the good guy. That's
0: right. It's not the worst thing to ever do in the world, uh, but it is not great, It's pretty bad, actually, um, especially the victory lap. So he's uh, he goes in there, he asks Nestor for some red spray paint. So he's like referring to the billboard. Yeah. Cause, so he's trying to tell Johnny that he knows it was him. Johnny says, What are you doing here? Daniel says, You know, I was just in the area and everything and checking it out, checking out some properties.
1: He said he's thinking about about buying a new or putting a new dealership there, but the rent's out of control.
0: Yes, exactly. He says, I don't know how you can afford it and everything. But he says, you know what? Forget the paint. I'm just going to buy this guy's drinks. Looks like he's had a bad day. But they do have it. This is a rivalry. You know, this goes all the way back. You know, this goes all the way back to the night on the beach. And you know that is true
1: definitely you know
0: that is true so in the next scene y'all we are at the larusso house and daniel is doing a victory lap at his house he's he's pouring some wine he's gonna gloat to amanda about it he's like oh you won't believe what happened and he's pouring it up says i got the you know i got the rent raised down there and i put coat cobra kai out of business but she is the reason like she is the voice of reason in the show okay Definitely the smartest character. She's speaking for the audience here. She says, "Did you think about the rest of the stores in the mall? You know, like they're not involved in this. You're gonna raise all their rents and stuff, mess with their business. Yeah, you can tell he hadn't really even thought of that. Exactly. Kind of tunnel vision there for Daniel, because I don't think he would really do that if he had thought of it. But he, I don't think he really thought of it. He's just kind of tunnel minded. Yep."
1: Yeah, he was only thinking about Johnny. He didn't think about anybody else who was there.
0: Exactly. So they start arguing. She's like, that's not right. And she says she you know, I want the old Daniel back. What have you been up to lately? You know, you've embarrassed Sam and you kicked Tom Cole, you know, his boba. <laughs> and she says, like, now this too
1: Yeah, it said he's been being a jerk and that you know, act, he's acting like a mental patient. Right. <laughs> Over the thing with Johnny. That you know, he says he like he needs some therapy or something, or he, you know, take a long road trip yep. on a motorcycle or something to get him back to normal.
0: Tell him to get it together. She did have a line here that I liked, I really liked that she said, "He's just an asshole. Uh, don't let him turn you into one too." Yes, and I like that line. If you were to think about it more, it's kind of like if somebody messes with you and it's not like a life. If it doesn't cross a line. Sometimes it's better not to retaliate or escalate.
1: Yeah, she's saying, uh, don't stoop to their level, you know. Yes,
0: don't stoop to their level. That is well said, Cole. Y'all, the next scene, we are in the high school cafeteria. This is a big one. I love this scene, so... Sam is trying to sit down, and, like, you know, we have, like, the teen drama song going on that, like, you know, there's, like, that sound, when you know, things are going bad. I love it. So there's the teen drama song going on. Sam's kind of ostracized right now from the popular kids. And she's trying to sit down. Cole, do you remember that scene?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's just uh, puts her, like, purse in the the empty chair, kind of gives her a look, like, go away.
0: Yeah, she was trying to sit with Aisha. She remember she yeah.
1: and Aisha, Aisha's not having it either.
0: Yep, because remember she snubbed Aisha at the beginning of the school year. She didn't sit yep. with her, and then there was she didn't def, like you said correctly. Really Defender, yeah. Right, right, exactly. And so there's and there's been stuff going around. Maybe the Kyler rumors even affected Aisha. So she says, no, she says, go sit with Kyler. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So Sam's had enough of all this and goes to confront Kyler about the rumors. So, and I like that in her character. Okay. She just went straight to it. Yeah. She confronts him and he keeps lying about it. He's like, yeah, yeah. Even, you know, Brooke's there. They're talking some smack. She, he says some more stuff to her and, and so she gets mad and throws his tray on the ground, and you know well, the whole cafeteria. You can hear that.
1: She said, "Um, something about what? Maybe you t- he's like, y'all seen that billboard with the giant dick th- drawn on it?" And she's like, "Maybe you take after your dad." That's
0: right. Yep. She threw his tray on the ground, and the yeah. cafeteria went quiet. And that's when Kyler said it to the whole cafeteria. Yep, brought her dad into it, and her as well. And the whole cafeteria was laughing, dude, definitely. Kyler, that's what he does. This is a huge moment, though, folks. Amazing stuff is about to happen. Miguel tells him, shut up. Stop being such an asshole. Yeah. Yes, please. Do it, Miguel. And this is where we get a big fight scene, you guys.
1: All right, folks. Get ready. It's karate
0: time. You ready, Cole? So Kyler starts to push him, right?
1: Yep.
0: Starts kind of throwing him around.
1: Twice. Like, push up him like tw- twice in a row, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pushed
0: him, pushed him. Miguel had enough. And he's ready to strike hard, just like Johnny's been teaching him. He's going to strike first and strike hard. But Kyler, you know, he's on the wrestling team. And this is when the fight starts. Kyler's in the grapple, right? He's trying to grapple him, throw him around. Yep. There's like some cool guitar sounds happening as they're like being thrown around on the tables, which I really like. And Kyler's trying to grapple him. But what does Cole, what what does a Cobra do? Slithered out of it. Yes, and Miguel slithers out of it. And Miguel begins to take on Kyler and co, you guys. This is great. We get some awesome karate action. Cole, did you like this
1: fight scene or what? I did. He took on four, all four of uh, those guys. It was uh, Kyler and his three goons.
0: <laughs> That's right. All the goons, Brooks and Co. are all there. Awesome karate action. Guys, these actors are young and they're doing a great job acting, but seriously, there's some good karate action in this show. So just strap in because Miguel is kicking chairs. Did you see that? He was kicking chairs across the floor. He was using a tray, okay, a couple times. And, like, jumping over tables, rolling over them. man. The choreography, fantastic. The thing
1: that that got me is he he looked like he uh, surprised himself by doing all that stuff. (laughs) The look on his face, he's like, wow, I actually just did all that.
0: And you know that comes from the muscle memory of what Johnny has been teaching him. That's right. He did not know that he could do that. Yep. That is well said, Cole. You're right on point there. Gil surprised himself and is beginning, is beginning to become badass. And it is a fun ride, so. He beats Kyler and co, and who had money on that? Who had money on that? <laughs> so he is there. The whole cafeteria is cheering. People's got their phone
1: out. Yeah, he ended up, uh, He's he ended the flight on t- and he was standing on top of a table. <laughs> And then all the kids are like, yeah, all the kids are cheering for him. They have their phones out, like take a video of of him. And I think they, they videoed the fight as well, so.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty long fight. The teachers were out on break or something. And as he's standing on the table, you know, he's looking at, he was defending Sam. So she's looking at him and he looks at her too. And we start to hear their song. Man, it's fantastic, dude. Good vibes all around, man. That was great, dude. Did you have a favorite moment of that?
1: Yeah, Miguel beat you know finally beat up his bullies. You know, yeah. The the moment with him and Sam was cool, also. You know, kind of takes you back to Daniel and Allie on the beach, all the way back all the to the way beach. Back man. to the
0: beach, and you can feel the connections, So. This is a special episode, like we said, folks. So this is a good one. We had an amazing fight scene there. That was great. The next scene, we are at the Cobra Kai Dojo once again. Miguel is telling Johnny what happened, dude. You know, he's got to run over there and tell him. So, But first, got to cover the the logistics. The school is going to call the house. The school is going to let him know that there was a big fight. But Rosa was the one that picked up the grandmother. Yep. Carmen was at work. And Rosa covered for Miguel. Totally. So he is off the hook on the fight at home.
1: What, what does he call her? His, his ya-ya?
0: His yaya. <laughs> great, man. She's an awesome character, and she's doing the business by covering for Miguel because she knows that they were bullying him. She knows. She knows this, the situation, and he, he got it on him. So that's great. And he wants to go tell Johnny immediately. He's telling Johnny that, he, that what happened... And Johnny asks him, uh, yeah, he says, You took all my lessons and beat those bullies. Okay, you deserve this though. So then they he's like, what are he,
1: even the He's like, Even the big dumb one? Even the big dumb one.
0: <laughs> Which is Brooks, of course. Brooks. Yes. So he says, All right, follow me. He takes him outside, opens up the trunk of the old Firebird, y'all. This is a special moment because he gives him his training gear. All the way back from the tournament '81, so he's giving him his gi finally, and you know Miguel says, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Hell yeah, you earned it." What do you think about that moment?
1: Yeah, dude, it's uh, that was a great moment, man. But I have a question for you. also. What, do you think Johnny was just driving around with his gi in the trunk the whole time, like all the time?
0: Hey, man, it could be his. <laughs> it's good. Luck. It's his good luck gi. Okay, you got. Or, or, go. or was it because he was
1: going? Or was he? Do you think he he was pawned it maybe?
0: Ooh, ooh, you know, ouch. That is a good, yeah, good point. It
1: might have been, it might have been also if he was trying to pawn. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, any, either way, uh, that was a touching moment, man. Finally let Miguel know that he, uh, he, he's like, you know, you did a great job. You've earned this. And he's passing the torch to. Passing the torch. Yeah. To Miguel.
0: Miguel got his gi. He got his gi. And it's a special one. It's even got like a faded cobra kai logo you know it's like faded because it's so old and you can see that when they're training he has the faded gi and the rest of them have like like a new gi yeah something to look out for as we go for as we go forward so yeah he earned it and they're hugging they're having a moment it's a it's good vibes all around right right except
1: (laughs) except here's robbie robbie man he, he wants... happened to be walking by and he saw johnny giving the geek to miguel and he just walks off he just walked away he's like he looks sad and he walked off
0: yeah he was going there to see his dad you know he was, yeah, he looking was. At the website you know he was he was walking there to specifically to try to bridge the gap and what would have happened if miguel wasn't there who knows but it was the wrong time folks that right there is this is the start of Robbie and Miguel's rivalry. That's it. That's the first moment.
1: You know, it, all, it, all, it kind of goes back to the uh, title counterbalance, man. So the whole as you'll see through these episodes, whole series looks like it's about Mitch Fortunes' events and maintaining, you know, a, a balance. A whole bunch of misunderstandings that need to be righted. That's
0: well said, Cole. There are two sides to every coin.
1: It's the duality. It's it's all about duality the whole show. That's
0: exactly right. Thank you for bringing it back for us. Yeah. Now, guys, that was a special moment. And we go from one special moment to another. And the show here sets up a scene for us. We haven't really talked too much about mr. Miyagi you guys and they really bring it all around here uh, for this scene Daniel is visiting the graveyard he's visiting mr. Miyagi's gravesite and it's like this not only is he stepping on sacred ground like in the graveyard but the show itself right now is stepping on sacred ground in my opinion would you agree Cole yes yes And they have to do things the right way, and and would you say that they did? Yes. Yeah, so Daniel's there visiting Miyagi's grave, and this is a big deal because, as everybody knows, Mr. Miyagi was a huge father figure for Daniel. And so he's taking care of this grave, y'all. Clears it off. He says, I know it's been a few months, so he visits every few months, it seems like.
1: Well, it sounds like maybe he was visiting a little bit more frequently, and then he's a he almost kind of sounded apologetic almost. I know it's been a few months, but here, but better late than never.
0: I think you're right about that. There's a bonsai tree there too, which is which is really really special to have that there, and it gives Daniel a reason to come out. But it's also great because the symbolism of everything, and Daniel's pruning it, and he begins to talk. And he's talking about what's going on right now. He's saying you know, he feels clueless and that you know I'm you know I'm as old as you were back then and I thought I would have all the answers by now. And this is this is a really good speech, I must say. Yeah. As he's pruning the tree and he's speaking, he says, Lately I've had the anger taking control. You know, he's always been a high head.
1: Yeah, he called himself out on that one. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And he just he, he he just basically said he wishes that he could still be there. So we get a wide shot after that with them with the theme playing as well that was playing the whole time. And he is because we had a lot of wide shots in karate kid, you know, you can see the silhouette, you know, of them training sometimes and doing Karate moves, like just the silhouette, Cole, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. So this was, to me, another callback to the Karate Kid movies. We have a wide shot of Daniel as he begins to leave, and he stands up, you know, as the music's playing. He gives a, you know, a, a bow to the grave. It was like art. I gotta say that that was totally like art. I with guess so. Music. You know, I guess I
1: didn't notice it at the time, but you're right. Like you know, with the silhouettes, of like him, like proud to see on the pylons, you know, out in the water, from the original movies. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, I guess I didn't. I, I guess I just didn't even even notice it. So that's awesome, man.
0: That you- it was. <laughs> it was awesome. They did it 100% correctly with the music playing, and even if they ended the scene there, it would have been a fantastic scene.
1: Yeah,
0: but. They continue the scene, and Daniel's leaving. He gets in his car, and we get one of those blending flashbacks, okay? And this is the first flashback of Mr. Miyagi in the whole show.
1: Yeah, it's a great job.
0: Yep, they spliced it in because Daniel is in the car in the flashback. The flashback is right after... Miyagi gave him the car, and he's heading out to go on the date with Allie on his birthday.
1: Fitted right into that scene, that movie. Yeah, it was great. Yep. great transition.
0: So they connect the they connect the two scenes, and so Daniel's in the car, and they show the flashback. It's overlapping, and Mister Miyagi, you know, calls him Daniel's son, and it's it's almost like Mister Miyagi's there. Yeah, like right there in the graveyard talking to Daniel. And he says, begins to talk about balance. Remember?
1: Yeah, he said, uh, it's not only important to maintain you know, balance in karate, but also in your whole life. Whole life balance. In, in whole life. And he asked uh, Daniel, do you understand? And Daniel, in the present day, fades back and says, yes, I do. I understand. I do understand.
0: Man, that gets me in the feels. Yeah, that gets me. He did say I understand. The music hits hard. What did you think about that scene, Cole?
1: That was awesome, man. You know Miyagi's Miyagi was like a is like a, fa- a father figure to, da- to to Daniel. You know, Daniel didn't have a dad really growing up. He's he's kind of like Miguel and Robbie in a way. You know, no dad growing up. So me, he looked to to Miyagi for guidance pretty much everything so right now daniel is feeling like he's in a rough place in his life he doesn't have the answers he's looking for so he he comes to Miyagi, mr miyagi's grave to 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 look for guidance you know as if he were actually there still and um one of the things he said that that I thought was funny is like you know back then when you you seemed like you always had the answers but maybe you're just hiding things better than i
0: did yeah <laughs> maybe so right maybe that's what everybody does everyone everyone's yeah. hiding
1: but uh yeah, and then that transition, man, was great—from uh Daniel in the car to to him as a kid in the the old like '50s car that Mr. Miyagi gave him. Super nostalgic, man. Call back to the uh, first movie.
0: Yes, very much so. They the editors of this show and the writing right there—that was perfectly done. They were stepping on sacred ground, but they nailed it. And that scene gets me every time. Every time, you guys. I'm not ashamed to say it. So, the next scene, though, Johnny's showing up at the dojo. It's time to practice. It's time to train. And there's a ton of kids oh, yeah. there, man. There are a ton of kids there, man. Now we got some students.
1: They all saw the fight at school, man. They had, to, they had to go check it out.
0: How cool is that?
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: He's got a whole pool of students there. Everyone wants to get in. Yes, they saw the fight from the phones. And I think it is pretty cool. And that's a good problem to have. In the next scene, we are at the LaRusso household, y'all. And the balance that Daniel got from Mr. Miyagi is paying off now. How is he going to use those teachings? He's clearing out the dojo. Remember at the LaRusso household, they got a dojo there?
1: Yeah. He was using it for storage the last few years, and he finally like got everything out of there.
0: That's Right. This is this is him. He understands he needs to kind of get back into the martial arts to find balance. And what's great about this scene is the music. It's the old dojo music, and he's clearing yeah. it out and setting out the the relics, Miyagi Do and the pictures and the scrolls, the tapestries. This whole all of this is is just perfect. They're nailing it. Even um, Amanda sees him doing it. She even smiles, you know, that she's happy that he's getting back into it. Kind of. I like that. I like how they added that in there. She, it kind of gives her approval. Yeah. What do you think about them restarting the dojo at the household? Cole, that's pretty cool, huh?
1: I think it's great, man. You know, it's, that's how Daniel's going to find his balance again. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Yeah.
0: So, The next scene, though, y'all, we are at the LaRusso dealership, and it's interesting because somebody is trying to get a job there. It's Robbie. (laughs) It's Robbie. Robin Robbie is – hes the Robin days are behind him, he says. He wants to get a clean life, and he wants to get hired on at LaRusso Auto. For a specific reason, though, he wants to make his dad mad about that. He knows about the rivalry. He knows about the rivalry. (laughs) Right. He wants to get hired there because he saw Miguel and Johnny hugging it up.
1: Yeah, he wants to get back at his dad.
0: Why? I should have talked about it more earlier, but why is Johnny spending all this time with this other guy who is the same age as Robbie? Like you need to be a father for your son, but you're being a father for Miguel. It's a big deal.
1: It is. It is a big deal.
0: You know, Johnny's not always the good guy either, man. No way. He's got a problem. And I like I said, I do love Miguel and he needs help too, but I think the blood is thicker than water and Johnny needs needs to be raising his son and he's not. He's raising Miguel.
1: I think I understand why he's doing that though. And it's I feel I think it's because he feels like he failed already with Robbie and that he can, you know, fix what he did wrong with with Miguel. It's like it's too late, I already screwed I already messed up with Robbie, but I I can I can do the, I can be there for Miguel. You know, that's kind of like, where he's, I think he's embarrassed almost, you know, to uh, even try that with Robbie. Yeah.
0: I think you're you are 100% correct on that. He's treating Miguel as like a clean slate and exactly. And he and he says, uh, you know, the, the ways that I messed up with Robbie, I'm going to Do things the right way with Miguel.
1: That's exactly it.
0: But here's the, here is the kicker y'all. The karate kicker is that, is it too late for Robbie?
1: Maybe not. Robbie seems like he's interested. He entertained the idea, you know, of wanting to live with uh, Johnny and, and even, uh, you know, see if if maybe he could uh, do the, do his karate, but you know, he just happened to be there at the wrong time.
0: Hmm. Mm. this is a big episode, you guys. And you're right. He he was open to it and he was searching for it really hard. Like he he wanted it, you know, so but now it'll turn him. This these experiences right here, the people around him that are failing him are going to turn him, and it's already happening. He's doing something, getting hired on at LaRusso Auto to get back at his dad. And that's just not a good place to be in your head. And uh, he, got the, he got the job. And he got the job, and he's going to do a great job with it as well.
1: Now, here's the thing also. So during this interview, a man is looking over his high school transcript and it says it's very impressive. So do you think he forged his transcript? Or do you think he actually actually did do well in school up to the point that he's at and give her the actual transcript?
0: I'm going to give a 50-50 on that one.
1: Yeah, so I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, to be honest.
0: Robbie seems smart, and he he could get good grades, but at the same time he could not be getting good grades because of the family situation. Yeah. He's and then in
1: school, you know, he's been, he's not been at school and everything. So hey, it's scamming Robbie. You know, he, he's scammed. So I'm wondering if I think maybe he might've forged the, uh, the transcript.
0: I think he could have forged it. Cole. That is a good point. He's, he's smart <laughs> enough to forge it. Yes.
1: But either way, he got the job,
0: he got the job and he's doing it to make his, just making his dad mad to get back at his dad. And that's just not a good place to be, but that's where he's at. the, final scene here guys we are at the we are i'm gonna say it for the first time y'all we are at the larusso dojo it has been completed and daniel is doing the finishing touches in the dojo setting out the last of the relics in the picture frames of miyagi and the other senseis of miyagi do and the music is hitting and it is beautiful you guys Very special very special episode so daniel is taking out the relics and he grabs that miyagi-do headband wasn't that so cool cole what'd you think about all yeah, that
1: man. you know it, it, it just uh it, so you know it, we see we see johnny bringing out his old gi right and giving it to miguel so here we go the, the, the duality of it the other side right that's a good point here's daniel putting on his old gear as well, his old gi and his original old headband that Mr. Miyagi gave him.
0: That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yes, both people are starting to don the gis and I just loved how they were like treating all the Miyagi relics with care and everything. The show did a great job going through all that. And as Daniel puts on the headband, y'all we're starting to hear the music from the ending of the first movie, you know, like the last moment, you know, Daniel's doing the kata and the music's going it's so good. And then like they hit it with the old, like the music hits a crescendo and it's like the ending music from karate kid one, you know, when Daniel was triumphant, the, uh,
1: the nostalgia,
0: man. the nostalgia it's hitting so hard yeah. right now. And the hit, you know, the music hits a crescendo right as he turns around and displays the Miyagi Do bonsai tree crest. And it is perfectly timed with the music from Karate Kid 1, the moment that Daniel was triumphant over Johnny. And it was perfect. And just when you think that this episode cannot get any better, they dedicate right at the end, fade to black, dedication in memory of Pat Morita. And that yes. gets me every time as well. I'm yes. not going to lie. I am not going to lie. What did you think about that scene, Cole?
1: Oh, it's, it's awesome, man! Like just you know it, that's why I love this show because it brings back memories of the of the of the earlier movies. Bringing, you know, it just makes you smile, man. Seeing Daniel put on the old key and headband and bringing back Miyagi do I think it's, it's perfect, perfect.
0: Yes, I was smiling the whole time as well, and that is the end of episode five you guys and that was an emotional episode definitely huge episode now cole i would love for you to tell me what you thought about that episode man because it was a great one what did you think about it the whole thing
1: i think it's the best episode so far so we're like, we're getting really getting into like the like, like the meat of this show now i guess you know like uh, we're seeing the uh the, the, the rivalry between Daniel and, and Johnny is still there, you know, and, and both of these guys are, they, you can see the good qualities and bad qualities in both of them, you know, it's the, uh, the counterbalance as the, uh, the episode's titled, and you can see, like, nobody's inherently evil, and no one's inherently good, you know, they're all human, that's the best thing about this show, is there's, the, there's that gray area there, and it's, it's all about just maintaining that balance.
0: Yes, Cole, you've brought it all around for us. As the title suggests, it is a counterbalance the Daniel and Johnny counterbalance. And not only was it an emotional episode dealing with Miyagi yeah. and the bringing back of Miyagi Doe, but it was, it was also kind of an action packed episode. It was. At the beginning, we had a lot, you know, that montage was great. The training of Miguel, he finally got good with it. A good fight he can fight he knows yeah. he can fight now and he was rewarded by Johnny with the gi.
1: we had Mr. Miyagi chill you know in the episode we had yeah man it was just perfect and we had the resolution
0: of the money of you know cuz how are we going to run cobra kai with no money we finally have students now because of the fight yep that is great news and i got to be honest with you the first time you know going through watching this Show the first time. You know, the first episode is great. You don't expect it in the the perspective of Johnny. Yeah. And then the second episode is Daniel's perspective. And you can, okay, you see, all right. So then the next two episodes really get into the meat of the teen drama and it lays the groundwork for that. And I was having a fun time watching the show, and I said, This is pretty good. When I got to this episode and I watched it, I realized that the show runners were doing something pretty special.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: They this was not just a kind of run of a mill show, okay? This they were really treating this with love and care and it was almost just a fan service, you know. It's almost like a love letter to the fans of Karate Kid. That's how I feel. It's a love letter to you and me, Cole. We were kids.
1: Definitely, they're they're giving something to to everyone. Also, so new viewers of the sh- you know, the show who may not have seen the old movies, you know, the, maybe kids who are watching the show who are involved in the kid drama, and they're giving stuff to people like us also who've been there since the the old movies. You know, want to see like the nostalgia factor there, man. So yeah, you're right. It's it's a uh, it's, it just gives you exactly what you want, man. This show just gives you exactly what you want. It,
0: yes, exactly. And, and more, as like we've said, it is a love letter to people like you and me. The newer generations can also get involved. There's stuff there for everybody. But I got to say, it was this episode specifically where I began to think that this show was really something special. And not just kind of a grab like they were this this was the real deal and it had some heart it had some spirit and they did things right with our emotions and stuff they they played it right and this is a love letter to us and we're going to eat it up all the way y'all it just gets better from here oh yeah i knew it was special's show at this episode and then it just keeps going from here so that's why it's my favorite show and I've come to realize that the reason I'm doing this podcast is that I am here to convince everyone that Cobra Kai is the best show ever made. So, you guys, we are along for the ride. <laughs> Cole is here with me. Do you have anything else to say about that episode, Cole? I mean, it was spectacular.
1: I don't think so, man. I think we covered it all pretty well. Uh, it was definitely the best episode of the season so far.
0: I agree, and... It's just going to get better from here, folks. So, man, do I really appreciate your time, Cole. It was so much fun, and it always is.
1: Yeah, same here, man.
0: And listeners, we appreciate y'all being here as well. This is a fun ride. And like I said, we are going all the way, Cole. And yeah, you're ready for this. I'm ready for this. So let's do it. That's the end of episode five, Counterbalance. And we are out for now. But we will be back, folks. And you know why. Why is that cold? Because Cobra Kai
1: never never dies. dies. That's right, folks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.